Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. John Party, I'm one of your host, Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. And we're the one. Bonsoir, darling. Happy Friday, everybody. How's everybody doing? Hey. Wonderful, wonderful. I'm good. Hi, I'll be. Hey, it's a birthday weekend. Happy birthday, kettle. Hey, hey, hey. Pump it up, pump it up. <laughs> That's what's up. Yep. Well. No, I'm 28. I'm 28 today. <laughs> okay. 28 again. That's wonderful. I was going to say, are you 29 and holding or 39 and holding? 29. Okay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, we're not, we're not going to take any calls tonight because... We have to go and celebrate Kettle's birthday. So we're going to just go through with the show and give you guys some good information and entertainment, and then it's party time. So, Papa Didi, right. what you got for us to kick it off tonight? Wow, well, you know what? I've been um, observing a few, a few things in the world today that uh, that – uh, black people just get pulled into, you know what I mean? And I just want to get y'all opinion on it. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about it a little later in in my segment, but uh, it just seems like everybody that's doing anything or running for anything or got anything going on, they got to, like, add the plague of black people in their situation. I don't know whether it gets them more votes or draws attention to them or this is all white people to adore them more or something. You know what I mean? You mean like for example? Okay, go ahead. Uh, every, every aspect. For one, you got this country singer named uh, Jason Aldean. Okay? Now, he's pretty popular in the country world. He was the guy that was singing when all the people got shot in Vegas that time. Remember the guy was shooting from the window down the parking lot in Vegas? Oh, right. He killed all mm-hmm. the people. Yeah, he was the one on stage singing. Now, he just made this video that's got all this video of violence in it and Black Lives Matter things, and then he took the video down and edited some stuff out of it. But he's doing, he did all that stuff because he's kind of anti-everything on the Black Lives Matter to get attention, to sell his music or whatever. And, you know, it's like everybody's using a Donald Trump move, even Governor DeSantis now, said the thing about, you know, well, black people in slavery, you know, that was a thing where they got experience, you know, so when slavery was over, they were qualified as something. I'm like, what the fuck? When when did we know slavery was going to be over? 
And when does slavery become a damn apprenticeship, you know? So right. what the hell are you talking about? And why is black people even in your conversation? What is slavery and, and schools and putting, not putting books in libraries, what the hell has that got to do with you doing, being president or being governor of Florida? What has that got to do with anything? I mean, black people are here like anybody else, and we're, we're Americans in this country. I mean, it's bad enough, you know, you got that crazy-ass guy over in Texas, that Governor uh, Abbott. Is that his name, Abbott? Yeah. Yeah, Governor Abbott. He's doing a bunch of crazy shit with the foreigners coming over and things like that, cutting them up and drowning them and all kind of shit in the water. But, you know, why is it that people of minority always are the catalyst of white people, we'll say white people, in order to, to build a stuff and for them to stay relative, stay in the news, they constantly say stuff that will, ag- you know, will agitate Trump followers to make them look at blacks as being beneath them, but also building their base. And we just sitting here ain't doing shit. You know what I mean? We just sitting here, we turn the news, and all of a sudden, Jokers is talking about us, putting us down, denying us stuff. And then you got over in Alabama where they had made the uh, the voting area, you know, gentrified that where, well, what do you call that? Maybe using the wrong term. Um, where, where yeah, I know what down. you mean. Gerrymandering, yeah, uh, gerrymandering. Gerrymandering, right. Yeah, they made, they, blacks only got one little area now that they represent fully, and the rest is red. And It's like we just, we wake up in the morning and see this stuff on the news that's being mm-hmm. done to us. So the question is, why the hell does people keep fucking with us? And all we try to do is live every day like anybody else. Everybody got to put a little sprinkle of, of, of black shit in us, living like, you know, like the Donald Trump move. Everybody think they're Donald Trump juniors. So well, I got a response that? for it. I think it's because they got to have somebody to beat up on, and we tend to be the least, I mean, the most likely candidate. They beat up on us, for one, because we're not a unified people. We're an easy target, what they call the low-hanging fruit. You know, you can beat up on people that aren't all on the same page because we're not going to give you back a unified response. It'll be, you know, you'll have some people that are with whatever is going on. Uh, some people against it. Some people that go, I don't know what you're talking about. Some that say, I don't care. You know, so it's it's just we're all over the place. And I think that's why we're such easy targets for all of the bull. That's what I think. What you think? Yeah. Man? You're right about that. I give you that. Um, that, that, that's a good observation. Um, you got a good point there, uh, Red Brown. Um, like you said, I think you just aren't unified. But like Papa D said, why keep attacking us? Um, you know, are you trying to put us at the bottom of your shoe again? I mean, we climbed mm-hmm. from underneath the bottom of the shoe, and now it's like they're trying to put us back down there. So, um, you know, trying to treat us like nothing. And, and that pisses me off. But I think we as a people, so to speak, need to get back up and start fighting again because, you know, Black Lives Matter going to have to come out the woodwork because, or some other organizations other than them 
and uh, we're going to try to do something peaceful. I mean, you know, we have to start fighting. But I, I haven't seen that um, retrospect. I haven't seen us, like, more, say, fighting back. So, mm-hmm. um, I don't know, you know. Well, I think that's the key word, organization. If we could ever organize, mm-hmm. well, we would be a force. Yeah. But, yeah. all right, hey, that's something to think about. But we got to keep it moving tonight. Let's get to the rundown. That was a good opener, Papa Didi. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Switch okay. to you, Kettle. What you got on the rundown for tonight? Oh, y'all making me work on my birthday, huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't get a whole night off. You can party later. All right. All right. I'll take that. All right. Um, our in focus tonight is Biden honors Emmett and Mamie Teal with the National Monument. Kudos to Mr. Biden. Also, black men tortured by Mississippi cops file lawsuit. And um, this woman named Carly Russell's disappearance was a hoax. Um, also, our cocktail of the week is the Solar Slayer. Sounds pretty good. Uh, what's popping with Papa Didi? Also, we're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Steve's dragging ATM from bank left a big clue. Also, rat snakes breaks into chicken coop, swallows a surprise. And also, the big peanut is back in Georgia. I'm just saying with red wine, hold on to your job. Living for the city with Papa Diddy, my Hollywood wrap-up, the kiss it list, and the last word. So sit back, relax, get your favorite cocktail, and we're going to get right into In Focus. I see I'm number one. I'm working hard tonight. (laughs) That's right. You're going to break a sweat tonight, so go for it. What you got in focus? I see. I wouldn't wouldn't need a true cocktail after that. Okay. Um, Our president, he signed a proclamation this past Tuesday to establish the Emmett Till and Maisie Till Mobley National Monument. Yes. Hello. Yes. Finally. Teal, um, the black 14-year-old who was uh, unfortunately lynched in 1955 after he was accused of whistling at a white woman in Mississippi, became a symbol of the civil rights movement and his murder. Highlighted the racism and brutality faced by black people throughout the U.S. So sad. Um, Teal's best friend and younger cousin, Reverend Wheeler Parker, Jr., Introduced President Biden and gave him and gave him Mark. Parker, born in Mississippi, was 16. Um, also, when Teal was lynched and is the um, last surviving witness to the um, to his um, abduction. Parker was among other members of Teal's family as well as civil rights leaders, iconic um, preservation advocates, and more attended the um, proclamation signing. Um, the monument will also honor Teal's mother, Mamie Teal Mobley. Uh, a renowned civil rights advocate. Uh, Teal was laid to rest in an open casket at a funeral, um, his mother, to demonstrate the horrors of the brutal murder in order to push forward the movement uh, for equal rights for blacks in America. So uh, kudos to the president. Um, Trying to see where it's going to be. What uh, gray ball... Landing in Mississippi, where it is believed that Till's body was um, recovered from the uh, Tallahatchie River, will be the second location. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Yeah. 
So yeah, he he signed this back in March 2022. So it's 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 coming. Um, it's uh it's it's coming. You know, it's a federal law now. So that's what they're gonna do. So kudos to him. That's good. Uh, I think that was the yeah, um, like, anti-lynching mm-hmm. law last last year. Why right, March 2022? Lynching right. a federal crime. Now I'm trying to understand why did it take up all this time to make lynching a federal crime? That's crazy. It, you're right. It, it's just it's terrible. It blows my mind. Yeah, it that goes back to what Papa Didi was saying at the top of the hour. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like yeah. why why yeah. was that still considered technically legal? Right. So you said up until now, people could continue to lynch uh, people. Yeah. Well, they made it a federal crime. Now I don't know how state laws handle it, but oh, last God. year it became a federal crime. So then you know the prosecution is different for federal crime. Okay. Yeah. I guess, I don't know. But like you said, why it takes so long? It's like, too, I mean, is the government on our side or what? Are they helping us or are they against us? I mean, why would it take so long, like you said? You know. That's a good question. Is the government making it long? Answer that question. Yep. All right. Well, Well, raise that glass to the president on that one. All right. Cheers to the president. All right. Okay. Uh, let's see. Oh, I've got the next one. Since you were talking about Mississippi, I've got another one out of Mississippi. Uh, this one is about these two black men that were tortured by six cops, six white cops. They're filing a lawsuit now. Uh, This happened in Braxton, Mississippi. Uh, The two gentlemen were interviewed by Ryan Young, who's with CNN, to talk about what happened in the whole incident. Uh, Their their names are Michael Jenkins and Eddie Parker. Uh, Eddie Parker relived the whole attack in, in the house where it happened, pointing out the spot where the blood is still on the floor, you know, the blood stains and all of that. Now, the other gentleman, Michael Jenkins, he couldn't even speak. He could barely speak because the officers shot him in the mouth. They actually shot him in the tongue during the incident when they were being tortured. See, he was there in the interview with his mother. She basically was doing all the speaking, and he was just nodding most of the time. And he just said, you know, he felt very hurt and embarrassed by the whole situation, you know, with him not being able to speak clearly anymore. You know, it just messed him up. And they went on to talk about how during this whole event, these six white cops came in with no warrant, burst into the place where they were, and accused them of selling drugs and dating white women. I'm like, wait a minute. This is 20. This happened last year. So in 2022, are you trying to say that dating a white woman is against the law? But that's what these cops were saying. They kept calling them the N-word, called them monkeys, you know, used all kind of language and stuff, talked, you know, tortured them for over 90 minutes, 
forced them to lay down on the floor, repeatedly tased them, put a gun in their mouth. That's how the other brother got shot in the tongue. They put a gun in their mouth and kept pulling the trigger, and I guess eventually the gun went off and shot this man in the mouth like that. All of this for no reason. You know, like I said, they had no warrant, had really no reason. Then they tried to claim one of these two black men had a gun, and when they searched the house, no gun was found. And, of course, mysteriously, the body cameras were all turned off, so there was no actual footage to show what actually happened. So, you know, for them to say, you know, they're accusing them of dating white women and of selling drugs, and that was their so-called justification for coming up in there, like I said, with no warrant. Uh, they waterboarded these men, and in the case of the, well, what they did is they poured milk all over their face as they made them lay on the floor, and like I said, they put the gun on their face, uh, in their mouth. It, it just, you know, I, I just don't un- understand why this kind of stuff is still happening. And these six officers were supposedly part of some kind of elite force, police force or something. So there's a civil rights investigation that's going going on, and this is part of Rankin County. And um, the brother's mother, the one that got shot in the mouth, she said that she's just grateful to God that they didn't kill her son so that he could be a witness to say what happened and to try to go after these people because these cops and other cops like them in Rankin County have done this kind of stuff before. But usually nobody's alive to talk about it. So, you know, they're supposed to be part of this, what they call special response team, you know, an elite police unit. So they've, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie Parker and Michael Jenkins have filed a $400 million federal lawsuit, and they named three of the officers whose names they were able to name, as well as the sheriff, Sheriff uh, Byron Bailey. I think the sheriff has already resigned uh, the last time I checked. Uh, I don't know the status of the three other officers named in the lawsuit, but... I mean, this this is the kind of crap that goes on. Now, this was in uh, Braxton, Mississippi. Once again, foolishness going on in the South. What y'all think? What's up, Come on, come on. That's some heavy stuff. Very heavy. That's some heavy stuff. <clears throat> It just goes to show that everybody has the own, like I said earlier, everybody has a mindset when it comes to black people. Like, we're just worthless. I mean, we have no no just cause of anything, and nobody gives a damn about us. You know, they could beat our ass thinking that we ain't going home to nothing. Nobody's waiting for us with open arms or dinner or, you know what I mean, or we supposed to be going to a football game or baseball game. You know what I mean? We ain't got no plans. We just don't mind you holding us for 90 minutes whooping our ass because ain't nobody expecting us to come home to shit. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? That, that's very deep. 
That's how you got to look at that. Yeah, it shows total lack of disregard and disrespect once again. Oh, boy. They wear me out with this stuff. (sighs) All right. Well, on the topic of craziness, uh, what you got in focus, Papa Didi? Well, I got something here that really is a a negative strike on us, where this young lady, I was actually believing this lady at, at one point until I guess white folks must have, once they did their investigation, they must have drilled the hell out of her until she confessed. This, this happened in Alabama. Now, a lot of these young people don't realize being raised in Alabama, they don't understand what that state had already done or did or the reputation of black people in Alabama, you know what I mean? And what what you know, what we don't have when it comes to Alabama, Mississippi, some parts of Louisiana, you know. It's just you know, it's especially Alabama. Oh my God. We we never had no respect given to us in Alabama. And this goes way back. Anyway, this young girl, all right, her name is Carly Russell. Alabama woman who returned home on July fifteenth after she was reportedly missing for two days, okay, was never missing. Now, this must be Hoover Hoover County. It says the Hoover uh, Police Department chief name was uh, Nicholas uh, Dorzez, uh, told reporters at a news conference Monday that uh, he read a statement where he said that uh, he was uh, providing uh, to the police by Russell's attorney his name is Emory Anderson, acknowledging there was no kidnapping or toddler on the road. She said it was a toddler walking around with only a pamper on. And I don't even know why that part of the story had to come in there. And that she never left the Hoover area and acted alone. Now, she is supposed to have got uh, kidnapped or, or something. I, and I believe that when you see Alabama, you said Alabama, I just knew that the black girl was just heist. You know, but uh, we and they said we asked for your prayers at the, at the time of this. Carly, as she addressed her issues and attempted to move forward, understanding that she made a mistake in this matter, made a mistake by telling the whole everybody that you know you were abducted, abducted, and somebody took your car. She left her wig and her phone on the on the on their car seats or something to that effect. And I'm like, what? Left the wig. What the hell did that, what was that about? You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, this is just crazy as hell. And see, after having a meeting with Aronson, scheduled to discuss the uh, whole, whole situation on that. You know, couldn't find out it was a whole host. Now, where the girl actually went, nobody knows for those hours. Whether she went uh, to... St. Croix, St. Martin's, or, uh, you know, Aruba, whatever, you know. But she comes back two days, two days later acting like nobody is following up on her, leaving her car there and phone and wig, and they come back at the mother's house like, what, what the hell were you, what were you thinking? And when you came back, what did you think your alibi was going to be upon your return? I mean, I'll ask you all that. What do you think about this young lady? 
Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think she, I think she, she got some real issues. Yeah, from 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 the report that I I did hear, I heard something about her and her boyfriend had just broken up, and um, apparently she had a really mental meltdown. Apparently, because first she reported about uh, a young child in the side of the road. She called nine one one and says, you know, the child's on the side of the road. Why? My thing is, why would you interject a child which doesn't exist? Into your fabricated story. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. was that was the big thing right there that got everybody's attention. Right, but the key thing Didn't was when I, I have to say the the cops when they did the investigation, it didn't take them long to find out that this was a hoax because she had um, had on her uh, feed on her phone about an Amber Alert. Um, um, she had purchased a ticket, a, a, a bus ticket. Um, so just different things that, that, that just added up to that this being a hoax. She just, you know, fabricated the whole thing. So, exactly. Um, they found yeah, out the that she had, been, she had been looking up uh, stuff from that movie Taken, that movie yeah. with, uh, what's his name, Nian, Nian, Liam, Liam. Mm-hmm. Neeson, yeah. Liam she had been Neeson looking up stuff yeah. about that movie Taken and some other yeah, stuff. Crazy. I don't know if it was in her search history on her phone, but they found all of that stuff. And, then, and she said she got out of her vehicle to check on a child, and a man came out of the trees and mumbled that he was uh, checking on the baby and claimed that the man then picked her up, and she screamed, she said at the time, and he drove off with her and there's no, there was no surveillance video of anybody coming out of the bushes. I mean, it was, it was just, Mm-mm. damn. Crazy. I mean, yeah. I'm like, but then the mother, you know, a young Christian woman, she's at the time, you know, saying, well, my daughter would have never disappeared like this, and and it just was so. Uh, the way the mother was reacting, this was such an embarrassment, I'm sure, for the family. Oh, I'm sure. Her mother was saying yeah. she's a good girl and she's an honest yeah. person. Yeah, she's a child of God and whole nine. She interjected the Lord up in there and everything else. And just crazy. Um, yeah. But you see, she yeah, went and got a lawyer. So yeah, she's not totally does. crazy. Yeah, she's see not totally crazy. <laughs> she went and got a lawyer. Mm-hmm. But this was world news. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Especially when she talked about the child, like you said, Kettle. Once you put a child in the mix, you got everybody's attention. Yeah. Yeah. She left that out. Yeah. That's like an Amber Alert, because she even looked that up. Amber Alert. Yeah. But you know what made it really bad is that uh, I don't remember the woman's name, but there's a sister that runs a nonprofit organization to help locate missing black people or people of and people of color. So, of course, people were calling, you know, calling her and hitting up her organization's number and all of that. And when it turned out to be a hoax, she was getting some negative feedback and stuff because of this. And I'm like, you know what, that was one person's actions. That sister is still doing a good work trying to make up for what the police departments and the FBI's and all of them are not doing. 
because a lot of the cases of missing black people just sit there going cold. So this system put together that nonprofit to try to, you know, continue the search for missing black folks. So, you know, people who were sending her all that hate mail and negativity need to, you know, get a grip and check themselves. Wow. Okay. I hope she gets right. some help. I really do. Yeah. Another one bites yeah. the dust. You're right about that. Well, on that note, I think we could all use a good cocktail. Woo, what you got for us this week, Kettle? It's time for the cocktail of the week, week, week with Kettle, brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment and Kettle. <laughs> okay. Thank you for the introduction, Red Wine. <laughs> All right. Um, it's called the um, Solar Flare. Interesting. Is it going to take flight? <laughs> um, let me see. What ingredients do we have? Oh, we have tequila. Uh, 1.5 ounces of Astro Resperado tequila. Uh, 0.75 ounces of lime juice, 0.75 ounces of homemade grenadine, two dashes of hot sauce, mm. topped with sparkling wine and garnished with a mint. That's that's uh, that's your favorite red wine. Um, so we're going to add all the ingredients except the sparkling wine into an ice-filled shaker and shake for six to eight seconds. Add the sparkling wine to the shaker, strain into a chilled wok glass and garnish of course with the mint. So uh, that's called the solar flare. Mm-hmm. I like it's that. With a little bit good. of yeah. hot sauce. Fire it up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why it's called the solar flare. Okay, I got you. I got it. <laughs> Spicy. Uh, All right. Be on our website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Kevin. The solar flare. All right. Tequila with the lime and the grenadine and the hot sauce. Woo. Okay. Papa Didi, you know what I'm going to ask you. What's popping? Papa Didi? Uh-oh. Papa Didi. I'm here. Okay. What's popping? Well, uh, you know, uh, getting back on that subject we were talking about before, you know, about, you know, people interjecting where we are as black people, you know, I just want to talk about an incident that happened to me the other day, which was uh, so ironic how we have been lowered down the food chain, just standing still. You know, we never even knew what happened with the food chain, but we didn't drop down the food chain. Because I was uh, I was out in search of a, a, a six pack, you know. I'm not going to name the, the beverage because I'm not, they're not paying me for advertising for them. So anyway, I was out, but this particular brand has two different types of uh, colors. They have the lighter color and they have the darker color. And I went to this, uh, I thought it was a liquor store, but turned out it was just a bar. It was a Spanish bar where people of Latino nature was, you know, to predominantly uh, 
group in there. So it was two young girls behind the bar that was doing the bartending. They were young and inexperienced, and I guess they were back there for, I guess, what Spanish people call pretty. Okay? But around the bar was about maybe six or seven Spanish men only. So obviously Spanish women don't frequent this joint, at least at that particular time frame. It seemed like it was just a watering hole for the guys. So I'm sitting there, and one thing about Spanish people that's hard to identify until they get up and walk is like you don't know when they're drunk because they just got that lazy look all the goddamn time. Anyway, that was just my, my level of insult based on what happened to me that night. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, I asked for this particular beverage, and the lady pulled out the lighter brand of it, and I wanted the darker one. Now, in most cases today, most people of a Spanish and Latino nature don't speak English. You know? They really don't speak English. And they're living in America every day. They're living in Jersey, D.C., Delaware, Maryland, all over the world. And a lot of them are productive. They're out there with their trucks with the ladders on it, handy people doing this, doing that. And they ain't speaking a drop of English. They got one person maybe in the crowd that speaks English. They get, you know, they pack a translator, you know. Anyway, so the girl goes in and she's packing these like, and I said, no, that's not it. That's not, that's not what I want. But then when I said that's not what I want and she kept packing it, I guess the look on my face was like, you know, this bitch is dumb as fuck. So the guy picked up on me being a little disgusted. So the guy is sitting at the bar drinking. He yells over at me, do you want it or not? Do you want it or not? Now, he was a patron there drinking. He wasn't the owner or none of that. Now, nobody was going to talk to me like that. But this joker was just in there drinking. And he yelled at me, do I want it or not? I said, no, I don't want that. I don't want that one. Thank goodness, uh, the oldest guy in there who looked the most ratchet, he said, oh, you want the, you know, it's called Negro or something like that. You know, the darker brand in Spanish, they call it Negro something to that effect, yeah. Negroid. Yeah. Negroid. So, oh, you want the Negroid. So they were building a liquor store next door, but they were still selling beer, but the lady was taking it out of the refrigerator, creating a six-pack. So the guy from next door, he heard it going on because the door was open over in the place where they're building a liquor store, and he brings me out the six-pack of the darker stuff that I wanted. And I'm looking over at the guy at that page for it, and then he says, hey, 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 I'm sorry for talking to you like that. And I was like, wait a minute, you sorry for talking to me like that? I'm like, first of all, motherfucker, you didn't have to talk to me like that at all. How are you apologizing for some shit that you shouldn't have said from the beginning? And what made you think? And even when I came in there, the way they all looked at me, I felt, because it was kind of dimmed down, you know, they sitting there like in the dark, kind of, you know, if you've been in a little tight Spanish bar, they always in the fucking dark. I don't know why. Anyway, when I walked in there, it was almost like I walked in the country and western bar because I got the same reaction. You know, you're the only black person walking in like a country and western bar, and everybody looks at you like the fuck, look you up and down and pull your DNA out off your tongue and shit and you know, and all whatever the hell they do when you walk in there, you're the only minority in there. They looked at me the same way. And the guy apologized before I left out of there, and I'm saying to myself, 
the way that you talk, I'm even really aggravated because here's the deal with that whole situation. Now, if I would have flexed on this guy and went after him for yelling at me like he did, once I would have went over and started whooping his ass, his friends in there and all them Spanish guys would have started whooping my ass, you know, unified, whooped my ass. Then when the police came in there, being it was a Spanish bar and I'm the only black person in there, they would accuse me of being the person that started this shit. And that's where we are today as black people. It's always the second people to get away with shit. The first people that do some shit don't never get caught with it. It's the person that reacts to it. And if you're a black person, you're going to get accused. So by the time the cops came in there, probably, my ass would have been whooped, laying on the ground, and handcuffs would have been put on me because six motherfuckers would have been pointing at me saying how fucked up I was. That's why I got my beer and got the fuck out of there. That's the end of that episode. Okay? Okay. That was crazy. So I'm going to just tell you what happens when a black man reacts. Mm. Okay? And some people say, well, that's anybody. Well, I think blacks are the most endangered species on the planet. Everybody's after our ass. You know what I mean? The cops, like Mm. you said in the last story, shoot to kill. We get pulled over, shoot to kill, shoot to kill. It's almost like it's a an alligator or a fucking crocodile, you know? You know when you see an alligator or crocodile come out the water? First yeah. thing you want to do is get away from that motherfucker and kill it, right? There's no capturing a crocodile or an alligator. Them bitches come out the water, you're like, oh, fuck, I got to kill this motherfucker or get away from his ass. And we we taken on that same look of an alligator or a crocodile. People feel like that when we, uh, when we come at them or raise our voice or ask, why are you pulling me over? Now we got attitude, and we got to be stopped. We got to be shut up. We got to be, you know, it's just amazing, you know. And, and I just want to leave it at that because that was some deep stuff, man, you know. Mm. Thank God I I'm mature you. enough to walk away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that. I'm glad it yeah. didn't escalate. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'm like, I don't, need, I don't want to put myself in that position and sound like you took yourself out the equation. Because if you would have yeah. saved it, it might have got worse. So it's like, hey, oh, I don't oh, want to, you know, I don't, I, I don't want no trouble. That's what I, I don't like. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. So you did the right thing. Yeah, I think you did the right thing, Bob. I heard oh, on the news today that this lady stabbed a man over $10 that she thought he took. I'm like, how you stab and kill the man? She stabbed him with a knife. She reached over the counter at a restaurant took a knife, stabbed this man to death over $10. Like, wow. People react. They're hotheads. So you did the right thing. Just get out of there. All right. Well, it's time to lighten it up because that got heavy. So we're going to lighten it up and give you some of the weird news of this week. And I've got the first weird news. This one is pretty much about dumb criminals, but this one is about some thieves that were dragging an ATM machine from a bank. Uh, Uh This happened in Florida. The whole thing came unraveled when the masterminds apparently 
forgot that this big hefty ATM was going to leave drag marks in the pavement. So the result was a trail of breadcrumbs, so to speak, that led the police to a bucket truck conspicuously dragging an ATM on a North Florida highway. Uh, It happened at uh, 4.52 in the morning last Friday at the Ameris Bank on Highway 90, which is 60 miles west of Jacksonville. Upon arrival, the officers discovered that the ATM was missing from its foundation near the drive-thru, and the drag marks could easily be seen on the asphalt that was leading right through the mall parking lot going northeast. So the police basically just followed the drag marks and went right to where the truck was abandoned. Now, this ATM weighs like 1,800 pounds. So you weren't going far trying to drag this thing. So once uh, the the thieves realized that you're not going to get away with a high-speed chase dragging 1,800 pounds, and they were in a stolen truck, so they decided to jump out and run when the patrol cars started closing in. They ran off into the woods and just left the ATM still being dragged, or connected rather, to the truck. Uh, they still haven't found these two dudes that that dragged that machine. But suffice it to say, they didn't get one thin dime out of that machine. So hopefully they'll find these two guys eventually and lock them oh. up for just being stupid. And, of course, for theft of an ATM. But that's my weird news. <laughs> that's crazy. That sounds like the um, movie Anthony Anderson, and uh, he was in, I forgot the name of it, but they stole ATM machines. <laughs> I remember they that. Into it. Yeah, yeah, they were banging crazy. on it and doing everything, trying to get in it. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, uh. All right, I got the next one. Uh, let's see. All right. What? A rat snake breaks into a chicken coop and swallows a surprise. I can imagine what it is. Um, when a hungry rat snake found its way into a Texas chicken coop with two unguarded eggs inside, it thought it hit the jackpot. Uh, what, uh, it, what it didn't realize was that the eggs weren't filled with yolks but hard clay putting the snake in a life-threatening situation. What? For many homeowners, finding a snake inside a backyard chicken coop would sadly mean immediate death for the snake. Texas homeowners, however, took a far better route. Finding the rat snake in danger, they transported it to Austin Wildlife Rescue. There it received treatment for its bloated clay-filled belly. Sorry, there's a setup to me. Um, this rat snake came to us late last week after he swallowed not one but two ceramic eggs. Wow. Um, he must have been quite hungry. Um, luckily, the homeowners found him um, in their chicken coop and brought um, them, well, the uh, snake right away. Uh, goes on to say ceramic eggs are often used to encourage hens to lay in their nesting boxes. Okay in case you were wondering. So they were there for a reason, but the state got a hold of it and, hey, 
he wasn't supposed to. So, interesting. So, wait a minute. You said that the clay egg is there to do what now? To help encourage hens to lay their nesting boxes. And their nesting boxes, they put them in there to, you know, give them some incentive or give them, you know, encouragement to lay the eggs. Uh, okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, but the snake got up in there and he <laughs> he was hungry, so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I, first I thought it was yeah. At first I thought it was a setup, but apparently mm-hmm. they were using eggs for the hens and you know something else. So. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess the hens look at those eggs and say, "Oh, I can do better than that." <laughs> Okay. All right. Cluck, cluck. All right, Papa D. Over to you. What's your weird news tonight? Oh, let's see here. This is uh, since the big peanut is back in Georgia. All right, a roadside landmark along Interstate 75 in uh, South Georgia was uh, rededicated Thursday. Nearly five years after earlier version was destroyed by the winds of Hurricane Michael. This time, the giant gobbler, the giant goober, excuse me, is made of a sheet metal, not uh, fiberglass. All right, it's a symbol of pride in the heart of South Georgia's peanut belt, as well as an uh, enticement of uh, tourists to pull over a highway in the small town of Ashburn. The Ashburn-Turner County Chamber of Commerce raised nearly $80,000 to replace the giant nut. Okay, there's no pun intended on that one, but uh, which had, uh, which is, but this is really, you know, it, it kind of put people in since 1975 until it was blown down October 10th, 19, I mean, 19, 2018. The majority of money came from the Georgia Department of Agriculture, and the Turner County residents also raised thousands. All right. Wow. And they also, you know, and another, it also had a big illuminated light at night that came on. So it took workers a you know, combined 70 to 700 to 800 hours to build a landmark, which weighs over 5,000 pounds from the bottom of the brick to the top of the peanut. The landmark is more than 40 feet tall. Damn. Next up is making the big peanut more welcome in the social media age. So Ashton Kushner and uh, his wife, uh, Myla, they once took a selfie with the previous uh, giant giant, uh, peanut and the town plan to set up a selfie spot so tourists can get the best angle with the new peanut. So that's interesting. So you say it's a peanut and it it weighs how much now? It weighs uh, 5,000 pounds. Good gracious. That's an awfully big nut, but okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the idea. All right. He, he took a picture of it a long time ago with his wife. Mm-hmm. You know? Now, I saw a documentary on that not long ago where he married a woman he's on, on the Sunday show with. Back in the day. And she's from Ukraine and that stuff. Anyway, that's what I'm Anyway, so when you get up in the area of Ashburn, Georgia, okay. you're about that way. 
Let me get and this is in and this is in Georgia. In Georgia, yeah. Mm-hmm. Home of the giant Ashburn. A S H Ashburn. B U R N. Ashburn. Okay. Right. Home of the big peanut. Big peanut, yeah. Big ass peanut. Six for a cement trough. It's uh, big as that. All righty. Oh, okay. Oh, we got a message for Kettle coming through. Let's see. What is it? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. birthday to you. Happy happy birthday, you old thing from another world, you. Thank you so much. All right. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Happy All birthday. Right. Almost birthday. <laughs> uh, let's count down. My, my, my. Mm-hmm. All, All right. My, my, my. You're getting it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, You're getting it. What you going to do for your birthday yeah. other than party? Uh, well, party, party, and party some more. <laughs> okay, that's it. You are officially out of control. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Going to the beach for the weekend. I gotta get, go get some. Uh, I don't want to get too much sun. It's gonna, it's gonna be hot. So. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, it's gonna be a hot one. It sure All is. All right. Well, uh, I'm ready with. Uh, where are we? I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, and again yeah, I can go right ahead. We're not taking any calls tonight because it's Kettle's birthday and we've got a party to get to. So we're just going to keep it moving. And um, uh, go ahead, Papa Didi. All right. So uh, give it up for uh, Red Wine with it. I'm just saying. Take it away. Thank you so much, Papa Didi. Tonight I'm just saying hold on to your job. Now, you know, we've been following the writers and the actors' strike, and one of the issues in that whole situation has been about the use of artificial intelligence or AI, right? So some of the Hollywood studios, what they want to do is, uh, in, the, in a lot of things they want to do, but one of the things they want to do is they want to have the right to record an actor a video, you know, record an actor doing stuff like one time, and then they want to recut that video and use it over and over in perpetuity, which means forever and ever and ever until they don't want to use it anymore, and use it as what they call a background actor. So you can have the actor doing their part with their spoken part in front, and then you can see people moving around in the back. And that could be that same actor, but it's all done in editing. So what that means is people who would normally be the background actors will not get paid to be background actors because they're using the image of one person. But they're only paying that one person one time for the one role that they did. They're not paying them to use their image over and over. That's the kind of stuff that the studios are trying to do. 
Well, there's a similar problem, of course, with streaming. Because with the streaming, they want to be able to pay the actors and the writers, like for the one-time use, and then stream the programs thousands and thousands of times. But the actors and the writers aren't getting anything from the streams. And that's not right. So uh, moving on to more AI crazy, to make matters worse, now AI is coming to TV, uh, coming for TV broadcasters' jobs. You know, your regular newscasters you see in the morning, afternoon, and the evenings, they get up there and tell you what's happening in the news, right? Well, in India, they're now using AI technology that they created an AI newscaster, and they call this newscaster Lisa. And Lisa stands right there in front of the camera and delivers the news. Now, this is not a drill, people. This is for real. I saw Lisa. I saw the footage of Lisa, and it's crazy. When you see it, I don't even want to call it a her. When you see it, it looks almost real unless you study it close. If you really look at it, you'll notice that it blinks its eyes a little too slow and weird, and the motions, like when it holds its hands and moves its arms, it's a little bit robotic, but if you're not paying attention, you won't even notice it. And just that easy, they have an AI newscaster, and guess what? AI doesn't need to get paid. AI doesn't get a check. AI doesn't get health care benefits, doesn't get sick leave, doesn't get any of that. AI only costs what it, what it costs for a programmer to create, and that's it. AI can work 24-7 for free, and that's what they're doing in India. I'm just saying, you better hold on to your job while you got one because this stuff is crazy and getting out of hand quick. Now, these stations that are using Lisa, they're saying, oh, we only use, her, use it for analytical and repetitive news. But isn't that what most of the news is? It's analytical stuff and repetitive stuff. This is not good, people. <laughs> if they've got Lisa in the background, like, for example, you know how sometimes you turn on the news and you're doing other things, you're not really watching, but you're listening? If you're just listening to Lisa you won't even realize that this crap is not a real person. That's how the voice sounds very human-like. I'm just saying, like I said, Lisa doesn't get a paycheck, so that's something to think about. And these stations in India are saying, well, we still need humans to research the stories and for things that require more creativity. But how long is that going to last? And how creative does the news really need to be? The news should be about facts, not creativity. I'm just saying, hold on to your job, because Lisa and the rest of these AI robots are on the move. And if these TV executives think that people want to watch robots deliver the news, they are more brain dead than I thought. People like watching the, the natural interaction between the news anchors. I love watching when they make a mistake, when they can't get the words right and they stumble over it and they have to laugh it off and their co-anchors laugh along with them. I like the humor and the mistakes and the humanity, the humanity. 
with the key word being human. Let's just see AI try to replicate humanity. You might look human, but you're never going to be human. This is red wine, and I'm just saying, hold on to your job, and don't let Lisa replace you, because it's getting crazy out there. I'm telling you, I saw that crap, and it was crazy. That was a good one. I didn't know. Wow. It's getting crazy. I, I mean, that thing was standing there delivering the news, just talking and chatting and cl- clasping its hands and moving its hands back and forth and blinking and turning the head side to side. I was like, this is some bull. Yeah, it's not, not even personable. I don't like that. Either. Man, <gasps> I'm putting Lisa on the kiss it list. Anyway, moving on, living for the city, Papa Didi, what's happening in the city? Well, you know, it's funny you talk about that AI thing because I was, uh, I noticed I'm getting about, I would say at least seven, eight calls a day from strange numbers, you know, scam, scam only kind of thing or scam likely, whatever it says on the phone. And I noticed in that they're saying this thing where they uh, they got this seventy-five thousand dollar loan that you that they want to help you get and all this other jazz. But I personally think that all that is connected to AI because see, if they happen to grab you and talk to you, what they're doing is recording your voice, you know. And if they string you along long enough with your voice. Now they have your voice. And as soon as somebody replicas your voice, now they can start putting words in your mouth. You know what I'm saying? All they need need is the voice. So whenever you get these calls, for you to talk to the people for five seconds, that's the wrong thing to do. Because they already know your life. They know what you own. They know what you got. Something your homeowner, your name is on a house. They know that already. So now all you got to do is give them a voice because they got stuff out now called title stealing, where people steal the title of your house. And all they need to do is link you in with your voice with a lawyer saying, I want to do this and do that and play it up and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, I mean, I don't know all the particulars of it, but, you know, but I just think that. If you ever get a call from somebody, don't be curious or stupid enough to give them any conversation. You know what I'm saying? The last thing you want to do is give somebody that's got probably multi-million dollar technology on their end. Any conversation is going to allow them to capture your voice. Something like, yeah, well, no, I didn't do that. I didn't put it for those $75,000 loans. Well, ma'am, it says here that you put, uh, well, what, what, you, your name is Karen, right? Yeah, my name is Karen, but I did not put in, you know I me, mean? and now they got you. They're getting all this voice from you. Because AI is about voice, right? Replicating people's voices. And once you, they got your voice, 
They connect your voice with anything. When they call your credit card people, and they probably already got your number and your credit card, but they need your voice to, to seal the deal, you know? Hi, I need to, you know? Because AI just needs your voice to now put words in your mouth. So I'm just thinking that we really need to, in our life, start acting like we want to be real stingy with everything. And you always got to be cold-blooded. And the sad part about it, like I always say, you know, black people, were, we, we were raised with so much goddamn kindness. You know what I mean? Our parents have taught us to have and share so much love. But I just think that nowadays when we're talking to the younger children or grandchildren or whoever we're teaching or showing anything to, we need to, we need to teach them how to be little cold-blooded motherfuckers too. You know? We can't teach them to be so nice and so kind. Because nowadays in the world today, with like my situation with them crazy-ass Spanish motherfuckers and crazy-ass white motherfuckers in the world, you know, you can Shanghai. It's just that simple. So, you know, we have to teach our children to be a little ruthless at the same time. Stop teaching them to be so goddamn nice. You know? I'm just saying. I'm going to leave it at that. So watch what you Alrighty. say. Alrighty. Okay. And you're saying you got to balance it out. Hell yeah. Stop teaching them to be so kind, so sweet. Be lovable. Be caring. Fuck that. Be a bastard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said bump that. Go <laughs> ahead, Papa. I hear you. You said bump that. Stop being so damn kind and nice, huh? Yeah, yeah. My grandmama told me to be nice. My mama told me to be so nice and kind. Fuck that. Mm. You said go for the jugular. Yeah. All righty. Well, it's time for a kettle and the Hollywood wrap-up. We're going to get all the latest info on what's happening in the entertainment world. Are uh, you Ooh, ready, Kettle? Time already? Yeah, it's time already. We're moving on yeah. to it. This is the birthday party. We're we waiting on Birthday party. All right, Papa. Ooh, Hollywood. Take it away. Oh, boy. Okay. All right. I appreciate that. Um, Ava DuVernay, she was in the news. I haven't heard her name in a long time. Um, she recently made history at the Venus... Uh, Film Festival when her film Origin became the first ever film directed by a black woman to be selected for the prestigious competition. I don't understand why has it taken so long. As we said before, they're just trying to cancel our black asses out. I'm sorry. Um, the film features a star-studded uh, cast. Uh, let me see. Audra McDonald, Nisi Nash Bet. All right. Um, Blair Underwood. Haven't heard his name in a long time as well. Go ahead, Blair. Okay, he's doing his thing. All right. So look for that. Um Origin will premiere at the eightieth uh Venus International Film Festival, which will take place sometime in September. Okay, you're gonna look out for that. Kudos to her. All right, she's doing great things. 
I like that. All right. Also in the news, the drug dealer tied with Michael K. Williams' fatal overdose gets 30 months in prison. Wow. A man has been sentenced to over two decades in prison for his connection to the tragic overdose death of actor Michael K. Williams. Former drug dealer Carlos Macy uh, was one of four men arrested in February 2022 for the involvement in the star's death in 2021. Wow. Okay. Hmm. Matthew has been sentenced um, to two and a half years behind bars with an additional three years of supervised release uh, following his imprisonment. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, Williams passed away on September the 6th, 2023, after consuming heroin laced with fentanyl. Wow. He reportedly purchased the drugs a day before from a member of Matthew's crew. The alleged uh, transaction was caught on footage obtained by the police. Interesting. Okay. All right. Getting closure here. That's good. Also, Snoop Dogg, uh, he's in the news, announced on Tuesday that he has canceled two concerts at the Hollywood Bowl that had been intended to celebrate the 30th anniversary of his debut solo album, Doggy Style the current strike by the WGA and SAG uh, Astra. So I guess he's in solidarity with uh, the writer strike. So kudos to him. Kudos to you, Smith. All right. Yeah. Also, Monica. I saw a, a videotape on this. Monica jumps off stage into crowd to defend a woman being assaulted at her concert. Wow. The inaugural Riverfront Music Festival in Detroit faced an unexpected disruption over the weekend that led singer Monica to stop her set. The incident involved an alleged assault in the audience, which prompted the singer to personally intervene in the altercation. Wow. She literally jumped off the stage. Um, you know, you didn't see her interacting with the people, but I just saw her jumping off the stage, and I'm not sure what happened after that, but she got back up there and she finished her set. So um, kudos to Monica. Um, she must have had some problems in the past with, you know, her personal, um, you know, uh, self about abuse. So, hey, why not? Oh. Yeah. Um, go help the girl. Uh, I guess nobody else was helping, so Monica said, okay, I'm going to stop my set. I'm going to go help this woman. So. Kudos to her. Yeah. Um, if you guys don't already know, Tina Knowles is divorcing uh, her second husband. Uh, Beyonce's mom, Tina Knowles, files for divorce from second husband, Richard Lawson, after eight years of marriage, fighting in reconcilable differences. Tina, she's 68, filed the paperwork on Wednesday. Uh, the document scene also asked to terminate the court's ability to award spousal support to Richard. He's 76. Hmm. They said their I do's in 2015. Uh, they were only dating for two years, but uh, they said their I do's in 2015. Wow. Okay. Who knew? Oh, interesting. Who knew? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Issa Rae, um, 
a multi-year partnership with um, Help Sign Market and Distribution Artists under the same actor and producer's umbrella. It's called Ray E. Diesel. Ray, R-A-E-D-I-O. Almost like radio, but uh, uh, I guess that's her shingle. The audio division of her um, Ray Media Company has reportedly announced a multi-million deal partnership with Def Jam Records. Hmm, interesting. The same hip-hop um, um, record label will now assist in signing marketing and distribution, distrib- distributing artists under um, this particular umbrella. This will also include the publishing, supervision, library, digital content, and uh, event deals. Girlfriend, uh, well, she's getting into everything. All right, Miss Lisa Ray, I ain't mad at you. Also, she was in the movie um, um, Barbie. You know, everything pink was this past weekend. Um, a black, uh, I guess, a black Barbie. <laughs> Interesting. Um, also, birthdays today, July 28th. Yay! Of course, Kettle, um, uh, Sally Struthers, Lori Laughlin. Didn't know that. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley. Um, and um, John David Washington. Uh, everybody knows John David Washington is um, his famous daddy. Everybody knows Denzel Washington. Um, and I didn't realize he played professional ball. He played. He's an actor and he um, was a former professional football player. He played college ball at Morehouse and he signed uh, a deal with the St. Louis Rams. And uh, also, he played um, in the uh, United Football League as well. So, so that's uh, John David Washington. Yeah. Denzel Washington, uh, he's 38. Birthday is today. So that's my Hollywood wrap up. All right, and I got one last one for you. Sinead O'Connor died. You remember her who sang the song that yeah. Prince wrote, Nothing Compares to You? Oh, for sure. She, he sure did write that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I think she was some, 56. I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying oh, okay. I think she was 56. Yeah, she was. She was dealing with some mental health issues as well. Cause she did um, Saturday Night Live, um, and she tore up the pulpit picture. I'm like, okay, what's going on with that? But, uh, okay. You know, so her, her mental health issues.
He's a Cedric. The one from Kentucky. Uh, oh, McConnell. McConnell, yeah. He, he suffered a real uh, medical situation a couple of days ago. He was talking. He just froze at the microphone. Mm. Just froze like, 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 I mean, zombie freezing where nobody knew what was going on because he just stopped for a minute and just froze there and going to find out he they don't know whether it was a small stroke or he just did not say nothing for like 20 seconds just, just he was just he his look on his face was like he was like you know he was he was very disoriented wow god bless him going forward you know Mitch McConnell god bless him he's falling a lot okay. and breaking bones and things like that and uh you know just pray for the man because yeah, he looks true. like he really he needs to retire you know, you can't hold yeah. on to your job because it's so easy and if you feel like you ain't got to really make a move, you know, it's like, oh, I got this, they vote for me every term, you know, I got this, I got this. No, you don't have it. You're getting old. It's time to make a move, you know. You need right. somebody to take care of you. Anyway, I'm Oh, and other, in other health news, LeBron James' son, Bronny James, suffered a cardiac arrest. He is now recovering. He was in the ICU for a while, but I understand now he's, you know, out of the ICU and in recovery. But that was, I mean, that that brother's only 19. Mm. So, there's a lot going on. Mm. Yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to say about. Can't think of it right now. I'm getting old. Okay. Okay. Well, well, let's get to the kiss it list then. Uh, I want right. to start it out with uh, Jason Aldean with that video he did about, it's called Not In, or Try That In A Small Town. He took out that six-second segment he had originally had in there on Black Lives Matter, mm-hmm. uh, put him on a kiss it yeah. list. Also, those Braxton, Mississippi cops that tortured those two brothers. Uh, Lisa, the unwanted artificial intelligence doing the news in India. Uh, I'm going to add the government UFO cover-up. All this time, the government has been telling us for decades that UFOs don't exist. Now they're coming out with all this info saying, okay, yeah, so, yeah, they do exist. I'm like, what, so what are we supposed to do now? <laughs> I don't know what they want us to do now. Um, and the so-called black conservatives who are behind DeSantis and this whole rewrite of history pertaining to slavery. There are some black conservatives that are on board with that crap. So well, I'm putting them on the kids list. Yeah, and that, that's the reason why we spoke about Unification. When we speak about non-unification, sometimes we speak about our own people, and you know maybe a few people in in the hood that ain't acting right or doing right. But we got, like you said, we got to think about these black conservatives that got money, and they're Republicans, and even following Republicans, so they go along with the crap that the Republicans are putting out there. They just forgot that they were black because they got so much money and so many connections that they ain't got to deal with their blackness, but can't cash in your face like Stevie Wonder said. There you go. Anyway. Uh, who else we got? Trump. I think he's got another indictment that's 
either happening or has happened. So put him on the kiss it list. Uh, let's see who else we got. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Marjorie Taylor Green. She's always on the kiss it list. Yeah, she's still showing her ass. Yeah. Uh, anybody else? Yeah. Those Spanish jokers mm-hmm. at the bar. I want you. Oh <laughs> yeah. Oh, crazy motherfuckers. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Put them on the kiss it list. Sitting there getting drunk anybody? at four o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> anybody mm-hmm. else? Last call. Last call. Going once. Going twice. Mm-hmm. All right. We have a special gift. For everybody on this week's Kiss and Listen here. Kiss my entire That cattle got a birthday. Woo woo! Happy birthday, cattle! Well, thank Here's you. How are you? Year of fabulousness and success. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to cattle. Happy birthday to you. Aww. Thank you. <laughs> that was a uh, friend of the show Songbird. and songbird, Lena Chanel, yeah. wishing you a happy oh, birthday. Thank you. That was oh, sweet. wait. <laughs> you got one more coming in. Uh oh. Hey, Coco Diva. It's Lynette Tichelle, and I wanted to say happy birthday. Happy birthday, Coco Diva. I love you, and I am so blessed that you're in my life. Have an amazing birthday. Going on 30. All right. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was sweet. Oh, my God. Thank you. That was so sweet. Miss Lynette Tichelle and Lena Songbird. I'm loving it. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. Well, that takes us down to the last word. And, okay. uh Let's see. Who's got the last word first tonight? Papa Didi? What's your last Uh-oh. word, Papa Didi? All right. If he's not ready, I'll go. No, I'm just uh, I, I'm, I'm here. Oh. Okay, go ahead. What's your last like word? Like I said earlier, you know, when you're in a situation like I was at that bar that day, you know, just get up out of there. You ain't got to prove nothing. You ain't got to fight nobody. You know, because like I said, if you're the only black person that's been there, when they get done whooping your ass, you're still going to have handcuffs on you if you live through it. Because everybody thinks that they got to just go ahead and kill us. You know, there's no, you know, 
show. Just walk away from situations. Don't even join the ignorant being ignorant because it's not worth it. All right. All right. And All right. And my last word is hold on to your job. Don't let AI take your place. We got to stand up for what's right because artificial intelligence will never replace human intelligence. I don't care how much they try. Humans are humans and artificial. The key word is artificial. It ain't real. So they need to stop Mm -hmm. pushing that mess and let us be who we are. Stop trying to put fake stuff in our place. That's my last word. Hold on to your job. Stand strong. Mm -hmm. What's your last word, Kevin? Uh, my last word is just I'm just very thankful and blessed that I have so many special people in my life. Uh Miss Miss Redwine and Mr. Papa Didi. We've been doing this for quite a while and I have to say we have truly gelled together. And I am truly blessed to have you guys in my life and uh Thank you, thank you, just thank you. Thank you. And, um, I want to give a shout out to um, Songbird, Ms. Lena. Uh, she does our um, our theme song. Thank you for the happy birthday, Miss Lynette Michelle. I am so proud of you. The things that you're doing out here in Hollywood, and I know you're uh, on the front line, protesting uh, with uh, everybody. And uh, probably you too, also, uh, Miss Lena Chanel. And um, I'm just blessed to have so many fortunate people in my life. And um, I just want to give a shout out to my significant others for being in my life as well. So I have to say I'm truly blessed. And thank you for all the birthday wishes as well. So thanks. And now it's time to party like 1999 now. Hey. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to say good night and get on out of here. So say good night, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. And say good night, birthday lady. Good night, and thanks again. (laughs) And good night and happy birthday to Kettle. Uh, Sayonara. Adios. Deuces. We're out. Party time. Initiating shutdown sequence. This is all over, Rock. I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, Sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night, and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night.